Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, Kevin Day, comedian, writer, podcaster, joined us in the studio. And we looked at some of the stories you uh, may have missed. Um, We also uh, had a chat with Ben Littleton because, again, they're trying to shake up the way penalties are taken and try and make them a fairer fight in penalty shootouts. Uh, We had a bit of a chat, Andy, not massively uh, impressed after Chelsea's performance at the weekend. And uh, all sorts of other stuff. So here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And I should point out that uh, when we joined Fletcher in the studio, just ahead of the news, Andy quite said uh, the words, oh, I hate football. <laughs> yeah, I, I preferred it in lockdown when there was no football in the summer. It's better for my mental health. Because I've got high hopes for Omicron. Yeah, he's joking, of course. Of course, I'm joking. And uh, no, I did, I did go the full Barnstonworth after the match because we haven't really. Did you really? Well, the thing is, we lost. How to... did that manifest itself? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. We okay. lost to City, yes. and that was fair enough. They were much better than us on that day. Then we lost to Juve away. Yeah, narrow game. Could have been a draw. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. But this, I mean, this, being 2-1 up, you know, being ahead twice in the game, mm. and to lose to a... I mean, West Ham are good. They're fourth for a reason. They're yeah, you know, they a very, very yeah, decent very team. resilient side as very well. Very resilient. But, I mean, honestly, that goal... Masuaka, you could have tried that a thousand times, yeah. and that wouldn't Well, it, that wasn't one of the thousand, because he didn't try it. <laughs> yeah, he just crossed the ball. Honestly, it was such a jammy goal, and it was such an annoying way to lose. <laughs> And I just, I couldn't get over it. It was just, I was, funnily enough, I mean, Moose texts me right on the final whistle saying that was an entertaining oh, game. Oh, that's not clever, is yeah, it? Yeah. So, of course, I let him have it. But then yeah. he said to you me... You can't possibly read us what you said, can no, you? Yeah, absolutely The not. level of swearing would be off the scale, <laughs> It was it? off the scale. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, but he finally ended it by saying, I said to him, you always beat us anyway. So he said, you're funny, my friend. He said, how's Sue? I said, she's fine, but it's going to have a terrible afternoon. <laughs> That's how it turned out. I felt sorry for her, So how did, it, how did it... I just couldn't said, settle. I couldn't speak. I, was supposed I can't to do, speak? I was supposed to do some speech work with her, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. And then she just camped next to the jigsaw and just kept doing it for hours. Yeah. Well, I just walked around the flat. Then I had to go out. Then I came back. Then I had to Where go out Where did you go? Again. I went to the brewery shop. What did you, brewery- with I anybody, did you? What did you buy in there? A bottle of wine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's hit the bottle. That's what West Ham have done to him. <laughs> Arthur, I hope you're proud of yourself. Yeah. 
And then what was bad though? I just sort of coming to terms with it, and then looking at the Liverpool result, I think, well, that might be a draw. You know, you never know. And then of course they score, and then fourth minute of added time that brought it all up again. <laughs> <laughs> you said to me after the Juventus game, if Chelsea were the best team in the world, well, I that was a lot of people talking yeah, about. They're that. not even the best team in this country. They're really? not. Not even the best drummer and in the Beatles. I, I always thought that injuries would decide the top three. Last year it was Liverpool. They wrecked their season. And, yeah. All right, they finished okay, but. It, by the, you know, they lost five in a row at home, I think, something like that. Mm. And this year it's Chelsea. I mean, everyone's got injuries. They have. There's no question about that. I mean, Moyes was talking about it. Watford have been in without their centre. I know every club can say mm. this, but for Chelsea, you know, he's key. they're all in the same area. Yeah. And I think the loan policy, I don't understand this idea of sending out Gallagher, uh, Gilmore, Emerson and, um, and Brozier. No, Brozier, uh, yeah, sorry. All, all before January. I'd have waited till January, got through the busy Christmas period. Then if these boys hadn't played at all, fine, send them out on loan then for the rest of the season. But now, they're so short. They've got no kids they can bring in because they've sent them all out, all the good ones. Mm-hmm. And they have got a problem. They've got to go out to Zenit and play a game that they need to win if they want to win the group. But they can't afford to play a full team because yeah. otherwise they'll have nothing left for Leeds on Saturday. So it is difficult. And then if you look at City and Liverpool, I mean, City are wonderful, but if you, they've got Bernardo Silva on fire. Yeah. Liverpool have got Salah on fire. Who have Chelsea got that's on fire? They haven't. You know, and they've dropped a lot of points in the last Mason five Mason Mount's not looking too bad. That no, was a Mason great goal. Mount, yeah, it was a great goal, but, you know, not in that same way, you know, not the way Bernardo Silva's playing. I mean, he's fantastic. Mm. So, you know... Blue square within five years? Not, I doubt it, but I do. I often <laughs> think that. That's, my, that's at the base yeah. of all of this. But I'm not the only one. All fans that go yeah. like this, don't they? You all think, you know... And when... I just think that the other managers, Conte, uh, Rangnick, Arteta and Moyes, will be looking at Chelsea and thinking, you know what? It's only six points. We can pull it back. We can pull them towards us. Right. And I think that's how it would be. I think those teams will contest between third and seventh. And I, you may get into a situation... You don't think you're going to finish third? I don't know. I, I, you know, oh. th- this happened last year at this time and it cost Lampard his job. They just basically... It happened in 2015. Do you think Tuckle's under any pressure? <laughs> Not any normal club. <laughs> but, you know, but if they get to January the 2nd and they've lost to Liverpool and they're... Ten points behind. Who knows? You reckon? Because he can't get a tune. Because he can't. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say he can't get a tune out of Lukaku when the guy's been injured. I mean, it's got to take him a while to get his rhythm. Yeah, but look at him. He looks like the pre-Conte Lukaku. Well, it's because he's not fit and he's not that sharp, is he? He looks overweight to me. But you know, we'll see. You know, so and Mendy. It's not ideal with Christmas. Not really. It's not going to help. I mean, Mendy had his worst game for Chelsea. He's been great. Yeah, you know, he's brilliant. Saved loads of points. You can't really have a game, but he was pathetic on Saturday. He was so. So how did that bottle of wine go down? You yeah, didn't sit there swilling it from the bottle, did you? <laughs> <laughs> In the street, you, you on know. the front step. But there we go. That's, that's how, did a, how did a big defeat manifest itself in your eyes? Let us know what you're like. I mean, Andy's wandered around the room. His wife's gone and done a jigsaw so she can get her head down and keep away. <laughs> then he's gone off and uh, bought a bottle of wine from a brewery and shop. And walked around the block a couple of times. Had to walk around the block and get it. You didn't, so you didn't encounter anybody walking around. The, no, you didn't no, kick no, anybody's no. dog, did you, or anything like that? No, I felt like you. Yeah, so, and, and also let us know, the other thing was, I want to get you going on today, Zlatan. He um, he said that when he was at Manchester United, 
he felt in some uh, sometimes had a small club mentality. This uh, apparently. He was uh, docked a pound for taking uh, a juice from a hotel minibar. The AC Milan striker had a successful uh, two-year spell at Old Trafford with Told by the Sun, but reveals in his new autobiography, Adrenaline, he found a small closed mentality highlighted by the penny pinching. After, after noticing the missing pound, he revealed, I called the team manager, excuse me, why have they taken a pound off my salary? Uh, is he, he the most pathetic man? In, I, 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 I know he's a wonderful footballer, but I yeah. cannot stand him. And that is so entitled. OK. What, he can't afford well, a pound? He said, um, yes, he said, because you had a fruit juice from the minibar. Are you kidding? I said, seriously? No, I'm not, they said. Can you believe it? A quid. Something like that would never happen in Italy. Yeah, we'll stay in So there we are. Um, have you ever been exasperated by the boss? How does uh, a big defeat, or how does any... It's not really a big defeat, it's just a defeat. Um, how did you react to that? Let us know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Here to look at some of the stories you may have missed to touch on some of the big stories of the weekend. is comedian, writer... And uh, Crystal Palace fan, Kevin Day. Good afternoon, Kev. You, you struggled to find a third thing to say then, didn't you? No, I didn't. I, just, I gave myself... I, I, I don't know why I left a breath. I, I was going to say author. Uh, did I say author? <laughs> you didn't say author, but that's fine. I could have said that because... Podcaster, uh, broadcaster. Oh, podcast. It's co- lovely to be back Oh, yeah, Price studio. of Football yeah, podcast. Yeah. That's what I should have put in that gap. Yeah, Football Supporters Association Awards last week. I was nominated for two things. Didn't get near either of them. Oh, well... <laughs> well join <laughs> we the club. Oh, we you were, were nominated yeah, for yeah, one, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but it, we went to uh, Charlie We've had 21 years of nominations. Not that we're bitter. Um... 
Um, so, uh, you were, were saying you were slightly lambs to the slaughter yesterday. I felt a bit for Burnley at Newcastle in mm. the same way, you know, you're expected to turn up and lose. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's it's, what happened. It's, it's mm. a th- third game, no, second game out of three that we've uh, played a team of a new manager. Mm. So I'm slightly worried that Everton will lose tonight, sack Benitez, and they'll get the new manager bounce <laughs> for our next game. But <laughs> I, I have to hold my hands up here. The Day family needs to take a bit of responsibility for yesterday's result because mm. uh, Saturday evening it was just me and Ed in, Ed Knight, my comedian son, and we were having you know, hearty man-to-man discussions. Mm. You know, Karl Marx and 21st Century Christmas, that was one of his topics. Right. Would <laughs> Craig Revel Horwood uh, beat Anton de Beck in a fight? That was one of my... <laughs> Absolutely wow. no chance. And, and, then, and then we started talking <laughs> about Man United, and we started talking about Man United, one of the biggest clubs in the world, the Man United of Duncan Edwards... The Man United, Bobby Charlton, of yeah. Roy Keane, and discussing the fact how is Fred in a Man United team? It was just, was just how yeah. is Fred in a Man United team? And then of course he goes and scores with Showed his, yesterday, he scores he? with his wrong yeah, foot. He played well against it's Arsenal. Like, to be fair, yeah. he's a Brazilian international. Yeah. He's just but been... he seems to play better for Brazil than he does. Yeah. But just, yeah. just Man United shouldn't have Fred and McTominay in the middle of their mm. midfield. I think it? if Craig kind of fought inside. And 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 I, I don't know. I mean, I see Anton much better sort of punching. Uh, uh, Sorry, and, I can't get. Uh, that's yeah. that's going to consume Craig's me. Craig's footwork might be better. Craig's yeah. footwork uh, could be good. It'd be Anton, like the alley shuffle. Anton strikes me. You'd have to kill him to stop him. He's one of those. Yeah, just he, keep coming. Once he once he goes, it takes a lot for him Raging to go. Raging ball. But once he goes, you'd have to really. <laughs> it's like if you touched his pool cue in the pub, that would be it. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> he's because we know he's yeah. And I don't, yeah. I'm not sure that Anton is his real name. He's a proper South London boy. So I think. Isn't it Anthony Beak, isn't it? It's Anthony Beak, yeah. Tony, if fight Tony, 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 I mean, Tony, if, if Tony yeah. Beak's definitely going to beat Craig Revel Horwood in a fight, yeah, I'd, just I'd, based on their names. I'd, I'd probably try my luck with somebody called Anton Dubeck. Really? Who Tony yourself, Beak. Craig Tony Revel. Revel. I'm not going to get Tony Beak. <laughs> Craig Revel's a fighter's name. Do you think so? Craig Revel? Is it used to be Jimmy Revel or is it Jimmy Revy? Well, that's Jimmy. You put the name Jimmy. Jimmy. Craig. (laughs) Jimmy Revel Horwood. Yeah, I mean, anyway. Shall we move on? Because let's not let this consume us. The only thing about Palace yesterday, it was nil-nil at half-time. You must have been pleased at that point. And they did have a great opportunity, didn't they? Just before the goal, yeah. Do you know that the problem is, like all Palace fans, we're ahead of where we should be. We're pretty much... Place ahead of our normal position. We've been playing some decent football, yeah. But then we we didn't deserve to lose to Villa. We could have got a point at Leeds, and then we lost to Man United one nil. And but suddenly, Palace fans we should already, have won at Leeds. We should have won, but, but, but suddenly there's, there's so many Palace fans already going. Now he's lost it. We should never have got him in the first place. Bring, and my only my only problem. There's two problems I have with Palace this mm. season. Is you look at the table. Normally by now. Even by now, there are two teams that you could say goodbye to. It's like mm. This time last year, you're pretty much thinking Sheffield United, West Brom will finish above them. It's, it's not like that now. That worries me a, a little bit. The other thing that does worry me a bit is that it's brilliant that we've got two footballing centre-backs. But it's wonderful that for, for the first time ever, we've got two footballing centre-backs. I just wish every now and again they would concentrate less on the football and a bit more on the centre-backy. Yeah, uh, a bit more of the centre back. We, all, we all feel that. I mean, I felt that. I felt that on Saturday, Mendy. Why don't you just kick it off for a corner, mate? What are you doing? I, I don't know if you watched the Fulham Bournemouth game on mm. Friday night, which, and I'm sure Fulham fans it's, and, Mitro- and Mitrovic would have looked at the centre backs. You've got Gary Cahill, 97. Yeah, Lewis Cook, 74. <laughs> He's only played, I think, twice this season. Just amazing, the pair of them. Just yeah. proper old school centre backs. Not worried about passing it to anyone. Just. Throw your body in front of the ball. Mm. We need a little bit more of that. 
A right. little bit less of the 65-yard pinging passes out to Jordan Ayew. About well. the, as soon as we get the ball, we're a, we're a decent side. It's been a good season. It's yeah, been, no, it's it has been. been yeah. It's been fun to watch, but... Our next three games are against teams that are currently below us, which is mm. always a slight worry when you're a, a Palace fan. But, but uh, yeah, Andy was yeah. moaning about Chelsea's season. I know, Going yeah, up yeah. in smoke just before we came on What out. do you tend to do after a, a bad defeat, Kevin? I mean, because Andy was said he had to wander around the streets and buy wine. I mean, uh, you know, sort of... <laughs> well, that's pretty much what I do most days. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice that's to a, have a defeat. That's a normal day. Well, do you know, the old... I, I'm not ashamed mm. to admit this as a middle-aged man. I'm still furious, cross, angry... Emotional when Palace lose a game. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it takes me an hour to get over it now rather than a whole weekend. Right. Like, yeah. it, like it used to. I think Andy not, hasn't quite got there yet. Um, well, maybe if as he trouble, gets older, he will. The trouble is, and there will be fans <laughs> of clubs like Stockport and Swindon out there going, Oh, yeah. You, 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 you've got you, it lucky. Don't you don't know you're born. born. Yeah. And Andy, Andy doesn't, he hasn't got used to the feeling of losing games on a regular basis. It's all it's relative, not, though. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're Man United, Man City, you know, any team. If you lose a game, you're Stockport. You know, you lose a game, you lose a game, and you feel it if you care. Of course. Of course. No, I'll get a load of stick from the Chelsea fans for saying all this. Stuff, yeah. but they're, they're all the same. I've watched the, what they were all saying on Friday, Saturday afternoon. I felt yeah. like saying, You're all doing this now. When I do it on Monday, you'll have right of go at me. But you're all <laughs> exactly the same. We're all angry when we lose. Well, what's, what's think about about Detroit, Detroit, I want to say, think about Detroit fans, Detroit Lions. Detroit they, Lions? Yeah, they won their first game for a year. Mm. Wow. Can you imagine that? You know, so at least. They don't play as many games, though, do they? No, how, many games, how many games have they played yeah, in that period? No, they don't really, do they? But also, that's, <laughs> if I was a Detroit Lions fan, I'd be slightly annoyed. Because you, you want it to go on, basically. Once you're in that terrible losing streak, you might as well start breaking records. <laughs> you might as well. You might, if you're going to get relegated, go down with the least amount of points in, in the history of yeah. football. At least you can. It's a great claim to fame. The, the, I know why Chelsea fans are upset because I, I watched the game with one of them on on Saturday. Mm. It's because Chelsea were the better team. They should have they should have won that game, and then they started just fancy danning it. But this is the same against Burnley, the same against United. They were there. they weren't the better team against Watford though, when they should have. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of the things I dislike about modern football, uh, and I've been dissuaded from shouting this at Palace defenders on several occasions. Mm. The fact that you're now allowed to keep the ball in the area doesn't mean it's compulsory to keep the ball in the area. No. The fact that goalkeepers are allowed to pass it to defenders in the six-yard box doesn't mean you have to do it. And it, for a Palace fan, it takes a bit of getting used to. Because I still, a <laughs> visceral part of me. Really short I, I reckon Leicester fans, though, will be struggling this year as yeah. well. I mean, they, 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 how many goals? And Martin Tyler, it was brilliant commentary there. He said, uh, just before he went, but sometimes getting a corner against Leicester is worth a goal. Pause. Oh, and it has been again. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was <laughs> perfect same, timing, wasn't it? It's yeah. the same with us. Well, Everton fans are the ones that I think are probably most angry this season it's, yeah. it's really interesting because uh, Everton fans were furious when Andros Townsend was pretty much their only buy of the summer mm. and all Palace fans were going no he's great he's fine and then it turned out he was their best player for six games Yeah, and mm. Everton fans agreed with us uh, and said he's a world beater and we went no no he's great he's fine he's not a world beater <laughs> and now they're back to uh, it's just oh, beneath, they're not playing good football you, no they're not a team how have Everton with all the money they've had to spend and they have spent it mm. allowed that gap to appear between them and Liverpool. Yeah. Because Everton are a team, even four or five years ago, the least they would expect is is European football. Mm. And now, then top ten, and now 
you, you really don't know what their expectations are. And they, they're fr- it, if they get rid of Benitez, it will cost them so much money. Well, it looks like he's going to be standing for a while. Yeah. We're going to talk about this it's later. A lack of brands awareness. <clears> they certainly have it. made a change at the top there. The recruitment's gone, and we'll we'll do a bit of a deeper dive on that later on. Uh, but first, um, we're going to be looking at what we're going to call the the many books that will be written about. Divock Origi. <laughs> um, and we'll do that with Kevin Day. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Kevin Day with us in the studio, uh, writer, podcast, I'll put it in that time, comedian, <laughs> author, and Palace fan. And um, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. Uh, they're looking for another opponent. So do we send in Dubeck <laughs> or do we send in Revel Horwood? Revel what do you think? Revel Horwood? You think yeah. he's got. What's, who's the bigger box office? Do you know what? You'll appreciate this, Paul, as a comedy writer. About 10 years ago, uh, just a while away in the afternoon, we put together a, a treatment for a programme called Pro Celebrity Boxing. Yeah. Where a celebrity got in the ring with a professional fighter. Uh, and we got through two rounds of BBC Commission before somebody went... <laughs> somebody all died. It was like Nick, Nick Hancock was going to fight Chris Eubank in the first, <laughs> in the first fight. Yeah, not, not a good idea. No, not really. Good. Well, it's not a million miles of really what we're seeing with YouTube, but no, that is doing Jake Paul a bit of a disservice because he, yeah. you know, he looks after himself. But the idea of just bringing someone who's going to come in, what Dan Walker's free now? We want him to fight him, do you? It's oh, it's mad. It's bonkers. I'm not a fan. Um, anyway, um, as I was saying, uh, Divock Origi, a fine winner the other day for Liverpool, and amongst the, the many nice things said about him by his manager was that one day they will write books about him. And I thought, I mean, maybe a book, but not, I mean, not books. And I tell you, the reason they won't be books is, like, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Julian Jochin, the former uh, Leicester City player, has uh, brought out an uh, autobiography and it's called You Must Be Jochin. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he has. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but what, I mean, with, what can Divock do? It's not, it doesn't lend itself to the kind of punny title that you need. So if you're a footballer called Mark back in the 80s, oh, you'd write a book called Making My Mark. Of course. Wouldn't you? Well, and that yeah, was what your book would be, because there'd be no doubt about that. But if you're Mark Divock Origi... Yeah. Replacing um, the Divock... But replacing <laughs> that's what not really it doesn't really work. Does what you're so you're going down the divot route, are yeah. you? That's not great, not is really, it? You need so what well, have you got any ideas? Well you well you could write a novel and then call him what you want. Oh yes, yeah. it's loosely based on the life of Divock. I think that's. I don't think that's what Jurgen Klopp. That he'd be the his life would be the basis of many novels. Well, you'd have to go for last something around last minute then or last second, wouldn't you? The last minute man or that's all the. You think, yeah, the last minute or, man or. Couldn't call it super sub. David Fairclough's yeah. already yeah, done yeah. that. Or more likely, in ten years' time, it'd be called "Remember Him." Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. I well, it's interesting it's more because interesting he, he's definitely for sale. Because yeah, well, when the manager turns around and says, "I hope he, one day he finds a manager who can play him more often," preferably on February the first. <laughs> well, yeah. we think in middle of he's January. important to him though because he's a yeah, good player. No, when he always he, pops he, up, he, he gets important there, yeah. goals, doesn't he? But that's always the dilemma, though, isn't it? For a if Tottenham going for an understudy to Harry Kane. Your ego has got to be a certain... Uh, to think, well, I'm going to be sitting on the bench, but I'm going yeah. to be earning a lot of money. But I know I'm a good player. Same with Divock Origi. He, kn- he knows he's not going to get in in front of that yeah. Liverpool front three. So what do you do? Take a huge step down so you can play every Saturday? Or do you yeah. just sit and take the money and hope that it keeps getting you in the national team? I do love the, with the term understudy. It would be nice that if Harry Kane's injured or he gets injured, in the wall, somebody comes out with a piece of paper in and says, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, this evening the part of Harry Kane will be played by Stephen Bergwijn. Nobody goes, oh, no, a few people walk out. Some people want refunds. Well, do you, 
inevitably there'll be six weeks of rumours that he's going to Newcastle then now, isn't it? So every player. You think apparently so? Lingard's definitely going to Newcastle. Yeah, they're all linked. Rigi's definitely going to go We're going to talk about this with Andy. Kieran Trippier is the latest. Joe. Yeah, Tarkovsky well, you know, being linked to Newcastle. It depends, like Kevin says, it depends on what position they're in. If they're still bottom of the table, then they're going to find it hard to attract players because they don't want to play in the chat. You know, does Kieran three. Trippier really want to play in a World Cup year? Does he want to play in the Championship? Um, they've got three really difficult not. games coming up as well, Newcastle. And, and I mean, it's brilliant for Newcastle fans today, seeing all the Sports Direct stuff coming down off the stadium. Yeah, yeah. They're clearly very happy. But the the Eddie Howe appointment for me is a strange one at Newcastle because he's clearly a good manager, but it's only five years ago and everyone said he's going to be next England manager. Mm. And then he'll be next Arsenal manager. And then he's had a year out of football after relegating Bournemouth. And it's like, I'm not entirely sure why Newcastle fans are so... Excited about because he's he's not somebody you associate with firefighting. He's not somebody you associate with with getting you out of an immediate problem. He's the word coming out of the club is that he's made an instant impact and he's and yeah, he's doing very that's, that's well. I like him because there. he's got quite a few Bournemouth players here. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, sus- <laughs> I suspect he might have to look to the Championship clubs to get players in in January because I think the best players in the world are going to wait and see what happens. Callum Wilson is key. Callum Wilson, yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get goals. Um, Neil Mopay, I know you were right. I mean, as a a Palace fan, you would have been delighted that he scored two last-minute winners for Brighton in the last couple of weeks. Um, It pains me because, you know, Kieran, who I do price of football with, is is a Brighton fan. It pains me to admit that Brighton's attitude to the last minute of a football game is slightly different to our attitude. (laughs) But also, it's quite clear that the referees have been told by the Premier League to keep the games going as long as it takes. For well, they've all got Brighton on their coupon. Exactly. <laughs> on their they've, coupon. They've obviously Do been they told. They, they'll get a chance to keep playing. Keep playing <laughs> the same way they've been told to mm. keep the games going. Palace, somebody will have a chance against Palace. Keep the game going. So clearly. Mm. But yeah, for, for two games running for them to go down to 10. And also, I have to say, mm. uh, you know my feelings on, on Brighton. Um, and Neil Mopey in particular, but I like to see a player give it to fan. I like to see... Yeah. I I, I never mind when Jamie Vardy scores against Palace and gives it large, because we've just spent 90 minutes abusing him and his Mm, mother. mm. So I like it when Neil Mopey says, I've scored a goal, you've been giving me stick all the way through. You're going to get some back. Have some back, yeah, it's football, it's how it should be. Uh, Interesting thing, uh, Graham Potter said he's he's quite a character, Neil Mopey. What he likes to do uh, in the sort of hours before a game, when he's in the dressing room, or the hour before a game, he reads a book. Wow. He doesn't read the programme. It probably was. <laughs> but you know, it could be if we could find a title for it. At the moment, if if replacing the Divock is all we've got, I don't think it's going to be coming out. But uh, yeah, he reads a Looks like we got ourselves a reader, as Bill Hicks once said. <laughs> David David James once said to me about, I can't remember, he was talking, oh no, it was, he was talking about um, David Seaman. Mm. He said he's a sort of bloke, he buys books and he reads them. <laughs> and just put them on the shelf. Yeah. Do you know what? As you were saying, Graham Potter said he's quite a character. I, I, I was going to say, well, in football, that probably means he reads a book, but he does. That's he, so funny. So the that? idea of like an hour yeah. before kickoff, someone's someone's sort of in the zone, they've got their headphones on, maybe quite a few of them read the programme, although well, I can't think how stimulating no. that is. Most of the time, it'll be doing crosswords. <laughs> players, they like to see what the, what's been said in the. They read the, read the manager's notes. Well, they, yeah. might do. they read the programmes, Kev. Like you're a bit closer to the dressing room than we are. I'm not sure anyone reads the programme. I mean, they do what most. Mm. I went to a book launch last year, uh, another comedian friend, and mm. every comedian just picks the book up, goes to the index, sees they're in it, and then decides whether or not to stay. <laughs> and most most footballers with <laughs> the programme, they bad. just they just see whether they're in the programme. I yeah. just love the fact that Graham Potter's implying 
this dangerous intellectual streak. You don't want that. You don't do want anybody pro- thinking in the dressing room. What if that spreads? I just wonder what, what if other players like... start doing crosswords. It like, talking <laughs> about talking about novels. Yeah, like... I mean, at half time, you just wonder where Barry Fry would have, in his pomp, <laughs> would have reacted to uh, Neil. Uh, with his book, possibly before going, maybe at half time he likes to. Uh, have unless, a of course, through. he's still reading the same book that he started on the first day of the season. He could just be a did, slow uh, reader. Did you catch any of the women's final? I, I did. I did not. I have to say, not um, not deliberately, but I didn't. It's nice a good weekend pitch. for Chelsea from nice that point of view. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice pitch pattern. But I was thinking, actually, we were talking about this before. The, Sam Kerr, who's a brilliant striker, she yeah. reminds me. Scored two she's like the Diego goals. Costa of women's football, but without the aggro. Very similar player. Yeah. And I was thinking, wouldn't she do better in the Chelsea men's team than Werner? <laughs> she would. Oh eight seven one seven. That goal double she scored Timo Werner couldn't do that if he lived to be a thousand. Yeah. That that chip, that little chip on the run, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best things that's happened to football this year is women's football get its own broadcasting deal, mm. which is mm. which is it's really good. It's really important that the proper foundation is being laid for women's football. Yeah, and it's good to see it getting a proper mention in the Tracy Crouch fan led review as well. Which is, yeah, oh, yeah, it gets a lot of coverage now. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah, sure. But anything else we want to look at? That um, uh, there was a couple of things I'd written down here that we I wanted to talk about. Uh, just to remind you, by the way, that Jota's uh, miss was oh, that was Ronnie Rosenthal's. Oh, it, it was. Yeah, it was a bit of a oh. bad one. He's off the hook. Um, uh, Patrick Banford um, scoring at the end. There's a beautiful picture of him, quite balletic, running mm. away. Tossing his shirt in the air—it's—it's it's a beautiful thing. But did you see the uh, the director of football, Victor Orta, having a go at the fans afterwards? Yeah, Victor Orta have known better. Well, yeah. see, if if, Victor, if there's going to be books written about Victor Orta, one of them will be called Why I Order, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> definitely, that would be good. Bamford's definitely a reader, isn't he? Oh, oh yeah. Bamford, he, he's, yeah. yeah. They, he'll start a book club, uh, Patrick and Neil's book club. That would be good, wouldn't it? Very it, crucial for them. It was. Re- he is, it's really strange when he was at Palace. It's one of the most bizarre exchanges between fans I've ever mm. heard because mm. he he'd managed to sky yet another one over the bar from eight yards, and one Palace fan was just furious, and another one went, "Leave him alone, mate. He plays a piano." <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't he great? Match uh, choice, a grade eight violin. He's great eight he? violin. Plays, but the other yeah. fan just went. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's like we're expecting, back off. We're expecting, we're expecting too much of him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because it's again, he's one of those uh, in football. Everyone says he's the nicest young man you can meet. Yeah. So no one begrudges him his success. But if, if again, if you're a Leeds fan and you're thinking if we're relying mm. on Patrick Bamford, well, having said that, Palace are relying on Christian Benteke. So. In the old yeah. days, in the old, in the old days of sports photography, where you were very easily typecast, and quite often the players didn't massively care about their image, and they would go along with it. Patrick Bamford, there'd be many a kind of back page or a double page spread of him, kind of wearing the Lord of the Manor outfit, and he'd have a monocle in, yeah, or a mortar just put this monocle uh, in. And, uh, yeah. But they wouldn't do that now. Put, just course. put your hand on top of this Labrador. Yeah, that's smoke, right. Smoke this pipe. We'll put you out, in the middle. Yeah, distance. with a sort of <laughs> shotgun, stand outside with this Labrador there, <laughs> yeah. a brace of grouse yeah. on. Your back back 1974. That's definitely the well, way. Do they you know, in those days, if you signed yeah. an, if you signed an Irish player, they'd get a leprechaun in. There. They would, they'd, yeah. They'd they put would, a kid yeah. in a leprechaun suit and go just to let you know he's Irish. Yeah, that's what they would. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. The, the times times have changed. Of course, the players are a bit Thank more uh, aware of uh, their image. Chuck Tosin uh, could play tonight for Everton. He is still there. I've forgotten that until he came out on the other day in the in the in the derby. Very I, briefly, I was astonished to see he was still there because mm. again, we don't like him because he publicly said. He wasn't going to come to play. You know, normally a player, yeah. you know, the offer's been turned down. He, he 
came right out and said, why would I want to go there? <laughs> you kind of admit, you kind of, often when we sign a player, you think, have they Googled Thornton Heath? But at least he had the honesty to... <laughs> my my favourite, I have to say, we haven't mentioned Clinton Morrison yet on a, another radio station. Oh, yeah, I'll make Clinton, yeah. The, the Schmeichel, the whole Schmeichel ball on hand instant. Yes. With Clinton Morrison go, well, I obviously don't know the rules of the game then. It's like, no, you don't, Clinton. It's right. It's been quite clear. And even when the rules of the game were explained to him that the ball has to be controlled between the hand and another surface, and it co- he couldn't get his head around the idea that the other surface didn't have to be the other hand. Mm. So it could be the pitch or a post. And it's like, it's like uh, all sorts of people, like, you know, Chris Kamara's loose interpretation of the offside rule <laughs> or penalties. Like Chris Kamara still thinks that if the ball isn't going towards the goal, it can't be a penalty if there's a foul in the box. It's like mm. we know players don't understand the rules, but yeah. Yeah, to, hear no, them, to hear them baffled as it unfolds on air, it's like Rob Green totally baffled that the goal, Arsenal's goal was allowed, even though they were, he wasn't fouled mm. and he wasn't seriously injured. The De Gea one last week. The De Gea yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he'd been tripped by his own player. When Fred was doing what Fred should do, fouling his own players rather than scoring worldies yeah. against Palace. <laughs> and De Gea clearly wasn't in distress. And the player, of course, put the ball in the net. Martin Atkinson didn't really seem to know what to do. But again, these yeah. are the things you love as a fan. I did think in, the, in watching it live at that moment, I felt... I thought that's going to be ruled out, that goal. I thought it did. I mean, I, like, until you saw it, it was marginal. But I did think watching it in real time that it was probably Paul going to Merson be ruled out. I was right to compare it to a rugby league try. Basically, yeah. he did have the ball under control. The Schmeichel one, yeah. Full stretch, but, you know, he was a bit fortunate, really. It's a nice rugby league analogy there by Merce. To I bring thought it really it means it's yeah. probably, yeah, if it the ball good, was grounded, it was a try. So yeah. it was a try, was it, in his eyes? Was a try. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin, what are you up to at the moment? What um, are you? Uh, are you? You any more book projects on the go? Last time you came and saw us, you had your fine book that had just come. Uh, out. Yes, we are hoping to get a decision mm. soon on a Price of Football book. Oh, brilliant! Which, yeah, uh, which we will. Uh, we, I'll ask Talk Sport listeners to come up with a catchy title for it. Okay, but basically, the concept is that we start a Sunday League team and take them through to the Champions League and. and Kieran explores the financial aspects. Oh, that's excellent. As we go, so it's a great, it's, it's a great listen. I think more now. I mean, people generally football fans are just aware of the the finances of football more yeah. than they've ever been. Yeah. So I think it's a real. You just good because you are the kind of everyman with respect. Have you are the everyman character, isn't he? The idiot. Yeah. yeah well, you could ask Roman Abramovich to take all his money away from Chelsea, and they could do it in reverse: go from Champions League <laughs> to Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is the ultimate. He is the ultimate one-man owner. I mean, that's you take his money out of the equation. That's the the big problem. But then Kieran always argues that that the benevolent dictator is the ideal and way to run it's a football a very club. Very valuable yeah. club. Yeah, I don't even yeah. have a problem selling no, it. Yeah. No. And I think it's it's very kind of you, uh, Paul, to say what an important podcast it is. But it turns out at the Football Supporters Association, yeah. there are well, at least three that you, are considered more important. Than, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Much like us, there are more important shows out there. Clearly, <laughs> Kevin, good to see you. Always a pleasure to be there. We don't do it for the awards; we do it for the integrity. We, of the <laughs> that's what we keep telling ourselves over Andy's bottle of wine in the street. Uh, Kevin Day there, and um, yeah, the Price of Football podcast is a is a, is a Listen, go and check it out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now we return to the thorny uh, topic of penalty shootouts. Let's hope it doesn't come to that next time England make a uh, major final. But uh, everybody's trying to find the the perfect format for it to make it uh, equitable, really. And uh, boffins at Durham University think... Econ- uh, economists, uh, no less, have, uh, have looked at the the best way uh, to have the rotation mm. in a penalty shootout, and it's not ABBA. 
no. the ABBA system. Here to try and explain it as best as he can is uh, also the definitive work on penalties, penalty experts, uh, journalist and author Ben Littleton. Good afternoon, Ben. Hi, Paul. Hi, Andy. So before we, you tell us whether you think this is a good system and might work, the, the, the Durham Boffins have come up with, explain what their uh, premise is. Oh, thanks thanks for asking me to explain. <laughs> well, we <didn't> understand. <laughs> Rather than you do it. It's called a score-dependent alternating format. Mm. And basically it starts off uh, A, B, A, B, uh, team A, team B, as we do it now. But then if a team is behind after a certain round, that team would then get to kick first in the next round because we know that kicking first does convey some advantage to the team. And so this is trying to reduce the advantage for the team kicking second and therefore always giving an advantage to the kick team kicking first, even if they're behind. At now, what point would that be- kick in, though, um, uh, Ben? I'm just trying to think. Uh, what yeah, if you stage? miss the first penalty? Yeah. Then it changes, I suppose. So that early? Yeah, so there would be a toss. Mm-hmm. So there would be a coin toss, as always. Yeah. And the the team who wins the toss would, well, I would say would normally kick first, but we know, as we discussed with after Manchester United lost in the Europa League final, I don't really want to wind up United fans, but, you know, they won that toss and chose to to not kick first. But most teams who kick who win the toss kick first because that gives an advantage. And then as soon as a team misses a penalty after a total, after a full round of two kicks, that team would then kick again. So if team A kicking first scores the penalty and then team kicking second B misses the penalty, then team B would kick first in right. the next round. Okay, but if you thought right. ABBA was complicated, <laughs> this is more complicated because, you know, you're getting a potential ABBA situation, but then you're getting a BAB situation. So um, I can't see it working out for the long term just because ABBA was quietly shelved, let's not forget, after a trial uh, in 2017 when there were 36 shootouts using ABBA and the, the results were 18 each. So it's actually seen as much fairer for the team kicking first one 18 times, the team kicking second one 18 times. Very small sample, but it did reduce that advantage. And Andy, I, I don't really want to bring it up, but I'm sure you remember mm. the Community Shield in 2017 when it was an ABBA shootout between Arsenal and Chelsea and no one really knew what was going on, but <laughs> Arsenal won it 4-1. And as I recall, I think Thibaut Courtois took the second penalty for Chelsea, uh, didn't score, and then Alvaro Morata also missed for Chelsea, but it was a very strange format and Arsenal won at 4-1. So that's been shelved. This is much more complicated. You're presuming that I actually bother to watch the community show, which I never do. <laughs> doesn't count it as a doesn't trophy, really no? Doesn't count, does it? No, let's okay. be honest. Well, that's not what Jose says. Well, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not sure, basically. They're, they've come up with this, um, but you, you can't see it uh, You can't see it working, Ben. Well, I'm, I'm sure that it's a fairer mm. way, mm. but uh, I'm also sure that it's not going to get past the, the IFAB lawmakers. Right. We, uh, it was interesting, it was, wasn't it? I'll tell you, Antonin Panenka, the man that gave us the Panenka penalty, mm. it's named after. It was, uh, it was his birthday. I saw you tweeting about that um, uh, last week. And it is when you watch it back, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it is the original and the, best, and the best, isn't it? It's the, it's the best 
Penenka, I suppose that makes sense. It's the best Penenka you'll ever see. <laughs> I think so, partly because it is so original and the context of it as well. I mean, this was to win the European Championships. No one had ever done it before. Uh, Penenka had practiced it for two years. He said afterwards that if he'd have missed it, he'd have probably spent a lifetime down the mines. So there was a huge amount at stake. And because it was so innovative and creative and brave, for me, it's the best. And one of my big bugbears, as, as I'm sure you guys know, is that when penalties get mislabeled as Penenkas just because they're struck down the middle. And the worst of these is Zidane's penalty in the 2006 World Cup final against Gigi Buffon, his then Juventus teammate. And it's a brilliant penalty, mm. but it's struck really high, practically goes in off the crossbar. Uh, but it, for me, it's a penalty struck down the middle, not a Penenka. So the original Penenka, often copied, never equaled. Absolutely. Ben, good to talk to you as always. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, author and journalist <clears throat> uh, Ben Littleton there. 12 Yards is his books that are cracking read on the uh, subjects of pens. Remember we did a Phoenix mm. from the Flames with Evo Victor, the old, yeah. uh, 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 as it was, Czechoslovakia goalkeeper mm. then, when uh, the man that Pelé tried to chip from the halfway line in 1970. Yeah. And Panenka, they came over and kindly stood shivering in a field in uh, Hendon to do a Phoenix from the Flames. <laughs> and we, we um, Panenka did Panenka's for us to order and he probably did a dozen of them. They were, yeah. all, they were all perfect. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, one of the great joys of having overseas managers, uh, mm. Andy, in our league, is that you find out some, some wonderful old sayings from around the world. And I think we may have been uh, given a new one at the weekend where Bruno Lager was... Uh, his team couldn't hold out. It was a great rear guard yes. in light of everything. Um, and players put their body on the line, or as he put it, put their body to the bullets. It's not a phrase I've heard <laughs> no, before. Great, My boys put their body to the bullets. And it, it yeah. struck me that it's normally the Dutch managers. and the, Van, um, mm. Van Gaal was a good one for that. He'd, you know, he'd be in a press conference, someone asked a question, and he'd say, we have this old saying in Holland. They often have old yeah, sayings old in say, Holland. Yeah. And he'd say, and they the, man, it, the man who wears a hat in April will sell many tulips. And you think, <laughs> well, I've got a clue what that means, but <laughs> it makes a change, yeah, isn't it? It's good, isn't but it? Van Gaal and all the Dutch managers <laughs> are always good for an old saying that they have in Holland. And certainly, yeah. And I was surprised to see, I mean, we all know it's because of the COVID restrictions, but I was surprised to see there's going to be no test match in Perth. I can only imagine the local businesses are besides themselves. I mean, what does a test match bring to an area in terms of crowds and the, yeah. all the surrounding things? It's, it's I mean, local pity, business, really. I mean, in light of what's been going on in Australia, it probably doesn't come as a massive surprise. I mean, they're talking about playing it in Hobart, aren't they? We yeah. were talking to our... Boss who knows it says it's a beautiful place, apparently, quite oh, yeah. New Zealand. No, no, I, think, yeah, I think it will. Yeah, nice that's trip for everybody. Yeah. But so. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that pans. It all gets underway uh, midnight, sort of uh, Tuesday into Wednesday, so it, was, uh, it should be fascinating. And it was interesting to see Richard E. Grant, who's in quarantine after being in Southern Africa, he's yeah. staying at a holiday inn in Gatwick and yeah. uh, complaining. And it reminded me of Cheltenham, <clears throat> Cheltenham Festival, when you stay in a hotel that would normally be about. 70 quid a night and it's 700 quid a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's finding, I think if the yeah. hotel he's in is normally 80 quid, but he's been asked to pay 220 pounds. <laughs> he's not massively impressed with the food that's, no. uh, that's been left outside Doesn't his front sound door. Right, to be Slightly congealed <laughs> sausage dinner, which I would imagine a man of his calibre is not particularly used to. Doesn't look that uh, appetising. Now, um, are you aware of Anthony Barry? He's your defensive coach. He's got, yes, got um, a great reputation in the world of football. He's done very well with me you. on uh, 
Saturday's West our boss said to me on Saturday it's a very interesting piece with Anthony Barry yeah. in the Sunday Times tomorrow. I said, Can he play midfield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really interesting piece, he's right. And yeah. uh, he works with Ireland as well. And um, we often talk about doing your badges when the, the guys do that. Have you done your badges? What happens? And we think, well, what does that actually entail, doing your badges? Well, at the very top level, I think the pro licence, mm. um, he shone in one of the classes, and he was in the company of a lot of, sort of big-hitting mm. uh, football people, including Frank Lampard, who did it at the same time as him. Um, and uh, one of the things they do, they brought in a, a professional hostage negotiator, negotiator to talk to him about mm -hmm. what it's like to work under pressure. I mean, how often are you under the, that kind of pressure as That's a football ridiculous. manager? Well, one of their players has been locked inside the dressing room with a dangerous character. I don't know. But it, it, I suppose it's the level that it goes to, isn't it, really? The, yeah. kind of, kind of the idea that you bring in someone like that, Samuel L. Jackson type. To, That's uh, incredible. I'm not, I wasn't aware of that yeah, at all. Yeah, so it's not just sitting there, you know, looking, moving counters around the ball. It's amazing. Can you imagine? He, said he apparently watched all, every single throw on, throw in this year. Yeah. I mean, that well, that's is... a great Christmas DVD, isn't it? Oh, I'm Anthony Barry, and these are my top 100 <laughs> Chelsea throw-ins. Oh, you'd sell a few in the club shop. Apparently, it's much better to go backwards to keep the ball. That's right. So that's, his, mm. that's his thing, yeah, rather than just sort of sticking it in oh, the mix. Oh, good. I love modern football. When Nobody told Brentford backwards. that the other day. I don't think one of their throw-ins <laughs> went backwards, really, because they've, you know, they've got their man. They've got yeah, their, that's their, true. Uh... I've not talked about yesterday. Um... Yeah, I mean, Norwich did have a lot of the ball, and it's quite odd. I've said that Danny Murphy, it's quite odd to, you know, basically play uh, as a counter-attacking team at home against Norwich. Yeah. And it did, I mean, it was a good result and with some good goals, and it's getting better. You're noticing that. They're playing yeah, a lot. but that's his, you know, he's a counter-attacking manager. He that is. is the way they he plays, and that is the way Spurs will play. But if you him. gave that much, I mean, it's Liverpool in a couple of weeks, and if you give that much possession, and, right. and they made still made a yeah, lot of unforced you know, errors um, that they would have been does. punished for against you, Liverpool. You, you know, you expect Liverpool to beat Tottenham at, the, at this current time. Whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you might as well play on the counter, really. Yeah. You know, it's, and, um, and hope that they can defend but yeah, well. yeah, the green shoots. Uh, I think you're, you're oh, certainly... Yeah. Harry Kane's still off it, as we can see from that, yeah, that chip. You know, they're coming back. He's no Arsenal, Sam Kerr, Arsenal clearly, well. when it comes to United. chipping the keeper. West Ham will take some... <laughs> you know, no, he's no Sam West Ham will take a bit of passing, though, because, you know, they're, they're... You know, any yeah. team that can beat Liverpool and Chelsea at home... You know, no, you, no, no, they, sort of they are going very well. Um, how many times over the years have we seen these sort of things? This is a report on Emma Raducanu, um, basically wearing some clothes, but it says, Emma <laughs> aces it. Emma Raducanu basically wearing some clothes. <laughs> yeah, that would be my That's headline. That's the name of the feature. That would be my headline. Very literal headlines <laughs> of Andy Jacobs. <laughs> Emma aces it. Tennis ace. So you get what they did there. Emma Raducanu looks faultless oh, in yeah. a black and white print mini dress. The 19-year-old US Open winner smashed it, etc. Yeah. Yeah, they do like that. But that's, why not? That's beautiful. And uh, be I wasn't it. aware of this phenomenon, Andy. Thousands of owners have named their dogs after England's Euro stars. Mm. Apparently, uh, Phil Foden is now quite. I don't know if it's just Phil or whether Foden. the dog's called Phil or Foden. Foden's not a bad name for a dog. No, is it? Foden's quite a good name. One thousand percent increase in uh, dogs called Phil. Uh, apparently, uh, of the back of the Euros. Dogs named after reserve keeper Aaron Ramsdale went up 100%. That's two, probably, from yeah, one. That's before. rubbish, isn't it? Uh, what, yeah, Ramsdale? Luke's. There's been quite a lot of Luke's after the goal he scored uh, in the final. There's quite a lot more Harry's. Jack, I imagine Jack's a bit of a name for a Jack's not a bad Jack name Russell. for a dog, is it, really? That's right. So, uh, what fascinating uh, research there from Rover.com. <laughs> yeah, Rover. Well done, Rover.com. <laughs> 
Who obviously had a vested interest <laughs> in doing that. But just call you, if you're going to call your dog, call it Phil Foden. You've got to think about you know, being in the park shouting, Phil Foden, <laughs> uh, when it doesn't come back to you. It can't yeah. be easy. Not not good. And um, that's a bit of column fodder for here. Oh, yeah. Uh, this columnist is wondering. He's saying, I wonder why hardly anyone has pointed out that the anagram of Omicron is moronic. That's everyone, actually, yeah. not hardly anyone. Well, that's with it, mate. Yeah. I've seen it everywhere. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'm back here with Charlie tomorrow. Andy, back with us on Wednesday. Got plenty of Champions League, etc coming up so do hope you can join us if you can't join us from one podcast will be available at around four o'clock thanks for listening you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.